everyone. Welcome to The Daily Word. I'm really glad that you've joined me. And for our Daily Word today, we're in the book of Genesis, chapter 32. What I'd like to do is share verses 1 to 12 with you, and then let's, uh, let's talk just for a few minutes today about, uh, about our, our calling, really, our responsibility to cooperate with God. So if you would, hear the word of the Lord. As Jacob started on his way again, angels of God came to meet him. When Jacob saw them, he exclaimed, this, this is God's camp. So he named the place Mahanaim. Then Jacob sent messengers ahead to his brother Esau, who was living in the region of Seir in the land of Edom. He told them, give this message to my master Esau. Humble greetings from your servant Jacob. Until now I've been living with Uncle Laban, and now I own cattle, donkeys, flocks, sheep, and goats, and many servants, both men and women. I have sent these messengers to inform my Lord of my coming, hoping that you will be friendly to me. After delivering the message, the messengers returned to Jacob and reported, We met your brother Esau, and he is already on his way to meet you with an army of 400 men. Jacob was terrified at the news. He divided his household along with the flocks and herds and camels into two groups. He thought if Esau meets one group and attacks it, perhaps the other group can escape. And Jacob prayed, O God of my grandfather Abraham and God of my father Isaac, O Lord, you told me, return to your own land and to your relatives, and you promised me I will treat you kindly. I'm not worthy of all the unfailing love and faithfulness you have shown me, your servant. When I left home and crossed the Jordan River, I owned nothing except a walking stick. Now my household fills two large camps. O Lord, please rescue me from the hand of my brother Esau. I am afraid that he is coming to attack me along with my wives and children. But you promised me I will surely treat you kindly and I will multiply your descendants until they have become as numerous as the sands along the seashore. Too many to count. Well, friends, as we're reading here, Jacob is at the command of God, returning to his homeland, to his family. And of course, one of the things that that means is encountering his brother Esau. As you'll remember, Jacob essentially tricks Esau into selling him his birthright as the firstborn um, in, in a moment of, of extreme weakness, I guess you could say. And, and that one didn't seem to bother Esau as much as the second thing that he kind of cheated him out of, and that is that Jacob essentially um, cheated Esau out of his father's blessing that he was going to give him. Uh, Isaac was going to give this blessing to Esau, and uh, and as you remember, uh, Rebekah sent, uh, sent Jacob in pretending to be Esau and stole that, that blessing, and this is really what sets Esau off, and he, he says he's going to get vengeance after his father Isaac has, has passed, and, and so Jacob is understandably fearful about this situation. Seems to me that this is likely why God sent these angels to him that night uh, before he finds all of this out. That is, to remind Jacob that he's with him, that he's going to fulfill his promises, 
And this enables uh, Jacob for really the, the main part of his response to be to pray. That uh, as he hears about this large army that Esau has, and oh, by the way, <laughs> Esau's on his way with that very large army, and yet he's able to actually settle down before the Lord and pray. And I, I want to I ask you, if you will, to notice the pattern of Jacob's prayer. That if you would notice that he commits himself to following the Lord. He is seeking to stay in step with the Spirit. He's, he's not just returning to this land because he wants to, because he's homesick. He is actually doing what the Lord commands him to do. So essentially he's saying, Lord, you've told me to come. You, you've made these promises. And, and then secondly, as we see, uh, then he prays according to the promises of God. God, you promised to deal kindly with me. You promised to give me many uh, ancestors. And what we see is for ourselves, one of the most valuable things about being in the Scriptures every day, friends, is that, that we're learning and we're having reinforced and revealed to us the promises of God in His Word. And this gives us then the opportunity to pray and pray confidently according to God's Word. God, this is what you have said, and I'm, I'm asking you, Lord, I'm trusting you to fulfill this promise. Now, we don't always understand exactly how God's going to apply those promises to our lives, and this is why, as we read not too long ago in Romans 8, that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us, helps us in our prayers, so that our prayers come before God according to God's will. But my goodness, what confidence we can have to pray according to God's own revealed Word. So he, uh, he wants to stay in step with the Spirit. Not only that, he um, prays according to the promises of God. And he also, what, what we see here too, which is so important, is he praises God. And of course, it's right and good to praise God. He's certainly worthy of our praise. Um, and, and that praise, a couple of things, that praise blesses God's heart because God knows that we know Him, right? And that we're turning to Him and that we're trusting Him. We're putting our faith in Him. But my goodness, that praise helps us too as we pray in praise. It reminds us, it sets our hearts on who God actually is is. So as we have something before us, and I, I've never had a 400-man army coming after me, but you know I've faced down some things, and I know you have too, to know in the face of these big things that we might face that God is bigger than them all, that God is faithful, that God is strong, that God is loving. And so he is, he is praising God here. And then we see him, what I would say is cooperating with God. You know, as I was reading this, I wondered at first if dividing up his, his camp uh, in two and then sending these sort of waves of gifts to Esau, I, I wondered at first and, and prayed over this, you know, was this a lack of faith on Jacob's part that, that he was doing these things? And, and I'll tell you, it seems to me, though, that he wasn't sinning by not trusting God in this, but rather... It seems to me that he was actually doing what he can to address the situation, that, 
by sending these gifts, for instance, he is seeking to do what he can to make amends with his brother, seeking to do what he can to soften his brother's heart. You know, one of my one of my favorite verses in the in the Old Testament that uh, the Lord drew my attention to not too long ago, just a few years ago, um, is in Nehemiah chapter 4. And this is where the people, uh, at God's call, they've come back to Jerusalem. They're rebuilding after, this is after the Babylonian exile. And they are at this time rebuilding the wall. And there are neighboring peoples who've come as enemies against them. And and so there's, there's threat of attack. And I love what, what we read here. It says, beginning in verse 8, They all made plans to come and fight against Jerusalem and throw us into confusion. Verse 9, But we prayed to our God and guarded the city day and night to protect ourselves. And I love this because they, um, they, they prayed, yes. They are trusting in God that God has called them to do this. God's going to enable them to do this. They prayed and they posted a guard at a guard all the time, right? And, and this was not a lack of faith. This was cooperating with God. This was being a part of God's fulfillment of this calling. And so it is for us, friends. Um, I, I, uh, I've heard it said that uh, we, should, we should work as though it depends on us and pray as though it depends on God. And, and that, that might not be completely uh, accurate, um, but it seems like it's not far off to me that, that there are things that the Lord puts before us to deal with, things that the Lord puts before us that He calls us to do, and, and they're difficult things. And, and He doesn't mean for us to just throw up our hands and say, God, you know, I can't do anything. You're going to have to do all of this. It seems to me so many times that the Lord asks us to do what we can and then place the rest in His hands. Do what we can and place the rest in His hands and trust that God is faithful. He certainly has proved Himself over and over again. Praise God. Amen. Amen. And friends, until we have a chance to speak again, I pray that God would bless you and that He would keep you.